0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our midweek episode of The Huddle. Neil and I are going to be recapping every Week 8 game from this past weekend and then finish off with some fantasy football talk. So, Neil, let's jump right into the results from Week 8, a week that I'd like to call the week of the backup quarterbacks because, (laughs) as we're going to find out, if you started a backup quarterback this week, your team probably won. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, I think think every team that started a backup uh, ended up winning this week, which just was was unbelievable. We'll, we'll we'll get to that in a bit. We are going to start with our Thursday night game where the Packers came to Arizona and beat them 24-21. to 21. What are your thoughts on that game, Neil?
1: Yeah, yeah. Happy to be back, too. Sorry I missed the last podcast, um, but glad to be back on this one. But uh, yeah, some fun games this week. Uh, me and Travis, both of our teams, which we'll get two lost. Uh, but Going to the Thursday night game, like you said, uh, was one of many shockers this week, certainly, uh, in my opinion. Uh, the Packers were underdogs, uh, even though their record uh, was 6-1 and one going into this. They were an underdog to me because Devontae Adams was inactive because he was under the COVID-19 protocols, along with Alan Lazard, so two receivers down, but no problem for the Packers, apparently. Uh, as they did, it to me, they did enough to win. It wasn't anything fancy. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just some good football and some good defense, in my opinion. They stopped a very high power offense. Uh, they held Kyle Murray without throwing a touchdown. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins for only two catches. Uh, so they, they the defense did a really great job uh, against the Cardinals and made it tough. And uh, if you didn't see the game, uh, Arizona actually had a chance to win it. Uh, they were down at the uh, very end uh, of Green Bay's uh, end zone there, about to score on them. And uh, Kyler Murray tried to throw a back shoulder ball to A.J. Green, who uh, was not looking for a back shoulder ball. Uh, he was, like, almost blocking in a way uh, the defender, and the defender just caught it, and that game was over. So very tough way for the Cardinals to lose. The undefeated season is over. Uh, and Just one crazy status always. Aaron Rodgers is actually 7-0. and when Devontae Adams is out of the lineup. So, uh, he, he, yeah, Rodgers can win without Devontae
0: Adams, apparently. So, Yeah, this was a sad game. Uh, <laughs> like you said, I mean, no Devontae Adams, no Lazard. I don't think uh, Valdez-Scantling was it either. That's, a, that's your top three wide receivers, and <laughs> yet you still find a way to win. I'm going against Randall Cobb in fantasy. He gets, like, three catches for 15 yards, but, of course, two of those are for touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, yeah, Cardinals no longer undefeated pack and the Packers they've not they have not lost since week 1. They've now won 7 games in a row. These guys are going to be fighting for that first round bye at the end of this regular season and this is a big win for the Packers. It's definitely going to help help that out and I, I hope they don't get that first round by um but they're they're looking very good right now Cardinals yeah just couldn't quite get it going kind of they yeah they were beat so that is unfortunate Packers win 24 21. this next game was uh probably the biggest surprise of the entire week uh the Bengals beat no the New York Jets beat <laughs> the Bengals I believe I had the score correct is it 34 31. Um, that's correct and my goodness i i can't believe the jets have won another game this year no well especially the Bengals, and the first one i believe was against the titans those are two very good teams uh joe burrow he played a good game but they couldn't get much going on the ground we had a backup quarterback here's our first one of the day you know zach wilson so mike white quarterback for the jets Uh, He started and he played a phenomenal game, and he joins Cam Newton as the only quarterback since 1950 to pass for uh, 400-plus yards in their first career start. Uh, He played a great game. Somehow they were able to beat a very good Bengals team at home. A bit of a surprise. We'll, We'll probably talk about some of these players a little bit later. But there was actually someone who uh, a better who bet one thousand dollars on Mike White to lead the NFL in passing for week eight, and guess what? Mike White led the passing for week eight, and they ended up winning like one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. So I'm not a, a better myself, but I <laughs> one of my friends told me about that, and I saw it scrolling through Instagram, and that is that is quite a quite a payout right there for that guy. But huge win for the Jets, bad loss for the Bengals.
1: Yeah, yeah, huge win for the Jets. A terrible loss for Bengals. You go and blow out the Ravens, uh, and then you lose to the Jets. It's like, well, that's inconsistent if I've ever seen it. But uh, the Bengals are still a good team. But my goodness, Mike White came in and man, he had a he had something to prove. So uh, you know, big game for him. Uh, very impressive. Uh, there's already rumors that uh, you know Zach Wilson, right, was supposed to be the future, and now everyone's saying, oh, Mike White's the future now, and. Uh, I thought where uh, Robert Sala, the new head coach of the Jets, is uh, already. It, it didn't take him long to say Mike White's going to start next week. So like, yeah, I, I think he might. <laughs> so um, yep. yeah, big game for him. Uh, this first time uh, since 2013 that the Jets have gotten uh, over 500 yards in a game. So um, you know, congrats <laughs> to Justice. That's a big game for them. Uh, I think it, a, a huge difference maker. Uh, Yesterday, Chase, he did catch a touchdown, but he only had three catches for 33 yards. He did a Very nice job of stopping the uh, the Mr. Chase, who's been killing it this year, and you know add another touchdown to Chase's stats, but uh, only 33 yards that game. So I think that was big. Although Burrow, uh, yeah, like Charles said, he still played very well and stuff. So, uh, but uh, the Jets pulled it out. Congrats to them. Yeah, yeah, I
0: was I was shocked and believe it uh, honestly. So, yeah, that's quite a game. Uh, Our next game actually ended in the uh, same exact score that the Bengals Jets did, but the away team won this one where the Titans beat the Colts 34 to 31. Neil, give us your thoughts on that game.
1: Yes. Game ended in the same score. Um, uh, A very much more important game, I guess you could say for the two teams as this was a uh, divisional game uh, and the Titans pulled it out. Uh, It's a big win for them. Tough loss to the Colts. Uh, I don't see them now winning this division at all. Titans should have this wrapped up. Although, uh, Derek Henry, which we'll, we will certainly hit on later is out. Uh, so we'll have to see what they do there, which looks like they do have some plans there, but big, regardless, big win for them, uh, as they were able to, uh, tie the game, uh, actually Carson Wentz, uh, I, I thought uh, he made one of the worst interceptions a couple weeks ago against <laughs> the Niners. Uh, and then he said, you know what, you know, here we go again. I just, you know, I just, I just one up it, you know, and, and threw just an absolutely awful interception right right near his own end zone. And, and uh, the uh, Tennessee defender uh, picked it off and was a, like a walk in and uh, was able to tie the game. And, you know, you're just like one of those players where you're just like shaking your head, like, what are you doing, Carson? And um, that was tough because I sent it to overtime where the Titans were able to uh, go down the field and kick a field goal after a couple of uh, punts from each team. But uh, they, they pulled it out. Uh, you know, for Carson Wentz, uh, besides that interception, you know, three touchdowns from 31 yards, uh, not necessarily bad, but yeah, he's just got to be smart sometimes. Jonathan Taylor continues to impress after a slow start, uh, and Michael Pittman, which I know we'll probably hit on later too, he had an outstanding game, two touchdowns. Uh, and on the other side, AJ Brown, my goodness, he might—I think uh, I saw on Instagram—he was the Fantasy Player of the Week. That just tells you how much he did. Uh, he was—he was incredible. And Ryan Tannehill, uh, he played all right. He wasn't necessarily great. I uh, did throw a couple interceptions. interceptions. Uh, I know Travis started him in fantasy, so I don't think he did it too bad. But uh, good win for Titans.
0: Yeah, I, I believe Tannehill put up 24 points for me in a league, which I'll take 24, especially I had to bench Lamar on a bye that week. So I was happy about that. Uh, so disappointed, though, as like we'll touch on later, Derrick Henry. I have him in the league, and losing him is going to be uh, – that's a big deal. He was <laughs> incredible this year. But – uh, they did pick up Adrian Peterson, so it's going to be fun to see what he can do with the Titans. We can touch on some of the Titans' backfield during our fantasy talk a little later, because it's interesting, kind of as we start talking about that backfield. Who's going to be the guy, if you got PPR League, non-PPR League? So we'll see what the Titans' backfield will look like. Uh, and uh, like Neil was saying, I agree. I, Carson Wentz, it's like, well, he has some moments. It's like, oh, yeah, good. And then it's just like, what? what are you doing? And... His consistency just isn't quite there. I don't quite. I don't really believe in Carson Wentz right now. I don't think the Colts are going to go super far with Wentz behind the ball. They're throwing the ball, but I will see. I could be proven wrong. But good win for the Titans in overtime on a 44-yard field goal to beat the Colts by three. Uh, this next game, the Rams uh, crushed the Texans 38 to 22, and you might not be like, well. That's not a big-time crush, right? What, 16-point difference? Well, the game looks closer than it was. The Rams were actually up 38-0 to going into the fourth quarter, uh, and the Texans scored 22 points in the last quarter. I mean, the Rams just knew they won. I don't even know what starters were in, to be honest. Uh, the Rams, they're a good team. And they, uh, as the trade deadline is now over, I believe, uh, they acquired Von Miller from the Denver Broncos. To add with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, it's going to be a very scary offense or defense to go against. And not only is their defense going to be incredible, their offense looks great too. Cooper Cup is the first player in the Super Bowl era with 900 plus reception yards and 10 plus reception touchdowns in their first eight games. So he's just he him and Goff are are loving loving that connection. Or him and Stafford. I say Goff. Wow uh him and stafford are really connecting there so a good win uh not a surprise win for the rams in this one
1: no not at all he said it's it's a lot closer on paper than it was in the game um uh, you know uh, my mom actually called me she's like can, can you believe that the uh texans came back and i'm like yeah yeah that's, that's kind of crazy but uh wasn't wasn't as close um or was closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, for Stafford, he continues to impress. Um, you know, a new team. It's just crazy. He got, finally got talent around him, and, you know, he's really excelling. And, you know, it's great to see for a guy who's been on a really bad team for a lot of years. So, uh, Henderson had a nice game. I mean, everybody, you're going to play Texans, you're probably going to have a good game. I mean, Woods, Cup. Uh, I thought they all played well. Davis Mills, on paper, looks like he did well, 310 yards, <laughs> two touchdowns. But my opinion, he got a lot of that in garbage time. Uh, so, you know, uh, to me, it's still very inconsistent, not very good. They need Tyrod Taylor back, although I don't think they're going to win much with Tyrod back anyways. Uh, so, yeah, Texans, their season's done with. It's more like, hey, you know, can we get the first-round pick? Yeah, it's, you know, that's what you're starting to cheer for now if you're a Texans fan. And, and the Rams, 7-1. So, what, Packers, Rams, Cardinals, all 7-1 should be, you know, should be a good finish to who gets that first spot. Later in yeah. The year, so,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I believe Davis Mills was the only backup uh, quarterback all day to lose a game. Oh, <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> uh, still a good day on paper, but yeah, he was uh, not not one of the backup quarterbacks to win. <laughs> uh this next game we also picked wrong. We had the Browns beating the Steelers, but instead the Steelers go into Cleveland and beat the Browns 15 to 10 and to uh, That's tough. That's tough. What were your thoughts on that game, Neil?
1: Yeah, yeah, we did pick wrong here. I think we were, I think we both were really high on the Browns uh, coming in this year. I think we had them winning the division. Possibly I don't know if can't remember exactly, but we had them definitely in the playoffs. And and now you're starting to question that because they are just not winning games, especially against a division opponent like the Steelers, who I don't think are even, are necessarily that good. Uh, but yeah, it's a home game. Yeah, it's a tough loss all the way around for the Browns. Uh, Mayfield didn't play didn't play well at all. Didn't throw a touchdown. Just over 200 yards. Nick Chubb had a bad, bad game. Uh, honestly, everybody did. Jarvis Landry, um, he fumbled the ball uh, close to the end zone late in the game, uh, which was, which was tough. And then I think on their final drive, excuse me, when they uh, needed something, uh, Landry, uh, I think he had two, two big drops there. So, um, you know, he wasn't helping the cause. Odell Beckham Jr. once again, it's just like a broken record. Is not involved in the offense whatsoever. I saw a clip of Odell's dad uh, going off on Instagram saying that Baker Bayfield doesn't know how to throw the ball and he doesn't look for his son and, you know, they need to trade him and trade deadline's over. So Odell is not going anywhere. Um, So they're going to have to figure out how to get him the ball uh, to him. Uh, For the Steelers, I mean, good win. They're keeping their playoff chances certainly alive here by this win. Uh, Najee Harris is he's a workload for this offense. Um, you know, they, they've given it to him 26 attempts 91 yards touchdown Great job for him. Deontay Johnson at 13 targets. So, you know, that is that's a lot of targets and uh, you know, he only caught six of them um, But he's definitely getting looked at so, you know Deontay is making a difference and uh, really an ugly game nothing exciting honestly in that game But the uh, Steelers pulled it out for sure so
0: yeah, no, absolutely. I I agree. I think I think you had the Browns winning the division. I believe I had the Ravens winning it, but uh, I believe I had the Browns right behind them, definitely making playoffs, in that wild card spot. And boy, they, they just haven't been great this year. Steelers moved to four and three on the year. The Browns fall to four and four, and they're now in last place in the AFC wow. North, which is just kind of crazy Uh, it is a close division I mean you're at four and four in last place so it's it's a race between four teams there and we'll see how how the next half of this year can go and I still don't know how I feel about the Steelers I don't think they're a great team but I mean if they keep winning I might have to change my thoughts on them but I guess we'll just I'm gonna give them time before I declare them a team that is going to make the wild card spot and push for that playoffs. I just, I don't quite believe in them yet, but they're showing us they can win four and three playing some good games and played a great game against the Browns in this one, beating them 15 to 10. Uh, this next game, boy, this was a, this was a massacre here. Uh, the Eagles <laughs> absolutely destroyed the lions. 44-6, to six, and this game was Ooh. not close. This was actually Philadelphia's largest margin of victory on the road since week 10 of 1981. Uh, the Eagles ran the ball extremely well as they rushed the ball for 40, 46 times for 236 yards and four touchdowns. They averaged 5.1 yards per carry. They... The Lions just could not stop the running game, and I mean, we'll talk about Jalen Hurts a little later, but uh, this running game kind of hurt him because he couldn't, he didn't get anything going through yeah. the air. I no thought DeAndre. Did, what did I say?
1: He said uh, Jalen. It kind of hurt Jalen Hurts. Oh, that's funny. I, I didn't even. <laughs> sorry, know. sorry. No,
0: that's good. That, I didn't even. I didn't realize I did that. Yeah. That was intentional i'm just kidding it wasn't um but yeah hurts was yeah, hurt by that it's, it's funny thank you Neil, for picking up with that yeah, i appreciate no that i appreciate yeah, no that problem. uh i thought he was gonna have a when i saw jamal williams was rolled out i even texted neil because neil was going against uh his mom in fantasy football and his mom has deandre swift and i said deandre swift is gonna have a monster day he didn't uh he really didn't do <laughs> anything it wasn't the case as the entire Lions just did nothing. They continue to struggle and they remain winless on the year.
1: Yeah, yeah, the Lions just have a have a talent of making bad teams look good. And in my opinion, the Eagles are not a great team, uh, and they looked like a very good team on Sunday. Uh, they had everything rolling, especially on the run ground run. Ground. Uh, there wasn't much passing, so, uh, but they, they certainly were run the ball well uh, between Boston Scott, uh, Jordan Howard, Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, they were just killing the Lions' defense uh, on the run game. Uh, Dallas Goddard. You know he continues to be. The presence for them, Uh, Jalen Hurts 103 yards throwing. Like he's just not a throwing quarterback. I I mean, Travis and I say that every week. He's just really not that good. And it it was clear that that was not their goal going into that game. Uh, And for Lions, they're just they're just terrible. Jared Goff is bad. Daniel Swift had a bad game. Um, So it's just. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to win a game this year. It's kind of that. It's a big question mark. I don't know exactly what their schedule looks like. They, you know, I would assume they might play one more bad team and get a chance at it. But the Vikings. Um, <laughs> that, no, no. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. Do you do you cheer for teams to go O sixteen, or are you like, oh, I feel bad for them. Hopefully
0: they win one. I'd love to see them go O seventeen <laughs> this year. Okay. I, I think it'd be kind of fun. What about you?
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I mean, if Stafford was on it, probably I've always liked Stafford. I have so too. I felt bad for him, but now I'm just kind of like, yeah, lose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've gotten winless before. It's not something they haven't done. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: They they've never gone to one seventeen before, so this would be a first ever in NFL history. Hey, Wouldn't that be great? The first year seventeen games gets implemented, that team goes. They don't even win a game. That'd be, that'd be fun, buddy. But yeah, they're cool. bad. They're bad. Uh, the 49ers went into Chicago this last week, and they beat the Bears 33-22, to and it was an interesting game. Um, it was a nice win for San Francisco. Both teams ran the ball well. The Bears turned the ball over once. The 49ers didn't turn the ball over. Uh, the Bears dominated time of possession. They were... They had the ball for 37 minutes and 11 seconds. The 49ers only had it for 22 minutes and 49 seconds. Uh, Justin Fields looked really great on the ground, rushing for over 100 yards. He had one play you got to go back and watch it. It was a very nice run I think he made in the fourth quarter to get it uh, real close there in score. And you look at team stats and you look at something there and you're like, man, I I feel like the Bears – could have won that game but the 49ers moved the ball well they kicked like i think uh, four out of five field goals made in the game a couple touchdowns so the 49ers were able to pull this one out. but uh, both teams didn't play bad
1: yeah no i was i was i was impressed with fields uh you know he came back you know, i saw him in person the week before and you know he was absolutely awful and um you know throwing what three interceptions i think had five turnovers all together and so he comes around, and, yeah, like Travis said, he made it a fantastic play on the ground where he's just running around for his life and ends up getting in the end zone and um, threw the ball well, um, you know, well enough. And and so, you know, it was impressive. But they just, yeah, couldn't do enough, like Travis said. And, you know, the 49ers just kept putting, putting points on the board. That's the same field goals. You get a lot of them, they add up. So uh, that's what was happening. Garoppolo, he played well. He had two rushing touchdowns. Um, so they were, I mean, it was close to the goal line, but he, he got them in. He's not much of a running quarterback. Elijah Mitchell had, I think, his best game of the year. Uh, you know, 137 yards, uh, touchdown. And uh, Debo Samuel, I mean, guys are killing it. 100, 171 yards uh, receiving. Uh, he is their guy uh, right now. So, um, yeah, good one for the Niners. Trying to stay in that division, trying to stay in the uh, playoff talks. Another three and four, but uh, we'll see how the rest of the year goes for them. For the Bears. I don't see uh, much changing for them, honestly. But, um, you know, maybe you just see a little bit of progress in fields. So that's that's good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good win for the Niners there. They needed that win as they got a tough division to try to fight back in. And probably not going to happen for them, uh, for them this year, but we'll, we'll see Certainly. what they can continue to do uh neil you picked this game correctly this was our only difference of the week and congratulations on getting this one right uh panthers did go into atlanta and beat them 19 to 13 so well well done Uh, what were your thoughts on that game
1: yeah thank you uh i was watching that and i kept thinking myself this is a game me and travis differed on and uh it was it was pretty back and forth really kind of like the steelers and browns game just nothing too exciting honestly in this game uh For the Panthers, uh, it's it's a solid win for them. Uh, But Sam Darnold started the year off hot, and he just hasn't really been playing uh, all that well. You know, this is a really bad Falcons defense, and and, you know, just I thought you know Sam Darnold would play a little bit better than he did. But uh, you know, tough tough week for him. Hubbard, you know, he he did well. I think I think his first carry fumbled it, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. Uh, but he, he responded with a with a game winning touchdown. I uh, saw the game. If He didn't. Sam Darnold. Uh, he he ran the ball and got absolutely crushed. And so his uh, he had to get taken out for a concussion protocol. So PJ Walker, uh, a backup quarterback, comes in. He didn't start the game, but he did come in and uh, he gave uh, a, a great a beautiful handoff to Trevor Hubbard. Uh, who got in the end zone. So, uh, PJ Walker, congrats to you, man. What a handoff that was. And congrats on uh, (laughs) a win there. But, uh, no, all jokes aside, good good win for the Panthers. Uh, For the Falcons, Calvin Ridley was ruled out before the game, uh, which I know we will hit on later. He is going to be out for possibly the rest of the season. Who knows? It's questionable. He's got some personal stuff uh, that he is dealing with, Uh, some mental health stuff, I think, so you know, we wish the best for him as he's you know probably going through some stuff. So uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, I thought Kyle Pitts was going to have a good game in that in that in that case, but uh, he did not. He, he struggled, which we'll probably get to. And the whole Falcons offense struggled uh, except Patterson, who Travis was going against. He scored. <laughs> I, just, I kept looking at Travis's uh, fantasy, which I know <laughs> we will get to, and I was just I just get just get laughing sometimes. I'm like, yeah, it's just the luck, Travis, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a rough rest of the season for them. Honestly, uh, I don't know if anybody saw. You may have to go look. There's a couple of pictures, but Matt Ryan. I don't know. Maybe Travis saw it, but he. Uh, I think he a guy stepped on his hand,
0: uh-huh. and
1: the, I think the next the next play, they show his hand next to his towel. His white towel is like fully red now, and. You know, it, yeah. it's crazy. You know, he's like he's like over here still throwing the ball and stuff. But it's just like you know, sometimes the NFL can just be kind of just kind of crazy. It's just like pain, blood. Eh, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Know, so that was
0: crazy, but yeah, yeah, it's tough. No, Kevin Ridley, uh, Matt Ryan just struggled, and I didn't. I, the Falcons have a bad defense, but I didn't trust in the Panthers' offense, and they didn't disappoint me. I mean, they did kind of what I thought. It didn't play great. Yeah. They did the thing that worked for them though is their ground game. Finally got going as they produced 203 rush yards, which is the most mm-hmm. for them since Week Five of 2019. So wow. that's I think that's the, that's the reason they won. They were able to just to run all over the Falcons in this one. Sam Darnold didn't need to have a great game. I thought Matt Ryan did so much worse than I thought he was going to. That offense has been clicking lately, so it was a bit of a surprise. Only a six point loss, and I feel like they played uh, pretty pretty poorly. Two interceptions, only 146 yards for Matt Ryan. Uh, Stefan Gilmore, though, did have an interception in uh, his first yep. game yep. with the Panthers. So, good for him. Good for the Panthers. That's that's cool. I believe it was his first game, wasn't it, Neil? With it was the... his first okay. game, yeah. yeah.
1: He was covering Kyle Pitts and shut him down. He covered him all game, I heard. Yeah, and
0: That's so, respect yeah. right there. That's respect that on Pitts' <laughs> name. <laughs> so, yeah, good win for the Panthers. Oh, this next game, my I almost said my Minnesota Dolphins, uh, the Miami <laughs> Dolphins, <laughs> pretty much one of the same how well they're playing. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> they, they got beat by the Bills 26 to 11, and the Dolphins actually hung around in this game longer than I thought they would. They were only down 17 to 11 at one point in the fourth quarter, but the Bills decided, oh, let's stop playing with our food and uh, let's let's take control of this and let's, let's beat them. Tua uh Tegavailoa didn't have a didn't have a good game. He finished with a 58.2 passer rating. So not good on his end. The Bills do mm-hmm. have a very uh they got a pretty good defense this year. They got a good defense. Both of these teams are going in very opposite directions right now. Dolphins are probably thinking, what kind of pick can we get? And Bills are Super Bowl bound, looks like. I mean, the way they're playing. So good win for the Bills. Not surprised in this one.
1: Yeah, not surprised either. Uh, like I said, was a little bit surprised. It was 3-3 at halftime, uh, which was a little shocking. But uh, the Bills were able to come out in the second half and, and close it out uh, and get the win that they needed. Josh Allen, uh, continue, uh, you know, he's impressive. Um, nothing too crazy, but ran one into a couple, uh, two-one to Stephon, which made me happy. Um, Tua uh, Tygo Viola. I think I said that right, he... Uh, yeah, he just threw over just over fifty percent. So he's just, I uh, just, I don't know. I'm trying to be nice because I'm not a big Dolphins fan, so <laughs> I, I just don't like to. I always told my Dolphins uh, friends, uh, fans, friends, whatever that we're huge Dolphin fans. Uh, they, uh, I told them that uh, you know Ryan Tannehill is never gonna win you a Super Bowl in Miami, and they're like, yeah, we know. So you might as well change the quarterback. Well, they changed the quarterback, and I, I'm almost at a point where I, I don't know if Tua is ever going to win the in the Super Bowl. But now it's probably way too early to tell. But you know who knows? But I, I'm just saying I, I just don't I don't like him. But you know, no offense, to him. But uh, I also don't like Miles Gaskin at running back. You know, <laughs> he, he if he's not involved really in the passing game, he's not really involved much. To me, he's not much of a runner. He doesn't really make a lot of room for himself back there so um, same with the Bills I think they're running attack Zach Moss and Singletary is pitiful so uh, neither game, neither team really had a running game but uh, it was good to see Devontae Parker back um, I think was this his first game or second game back it was his first game back yeah okay yeah, yeah. and he he did he did pretty well so uh, that's good for Miami still lost but uh, good to see him back and uh, yeah I mean uh, I was happy I hate the Bills. Yep. I, mean, I, hate the, I hate that the Bills are, are winning the division from my Patriots, but I will take the Dolphins losing. Sorry, Charlie. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> next year,
0: next year. Um, talking about that uh, Bills division with the Patriots and the Dolphins, they pulled up an upset going to L.A. and beating the Chargers 27-24. to uh, Tell us about that game, Neil.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was – I was shocked. I mean, I think I think you say it was a shocker. I think the Chargers have a very good offense, and uh, I don't think the Patriots defense at times can be that good. Um, so I, I, I thought you know it could be uh, a tough game for the Patriots. Although you, we, we always say you never know with the Patriots, right? You never know. So uh, they are the Patriots, and, and sure enough, they they pull this one out. It's a huge win for them. They get back to five hundred. Uh, made me very happy. Um, Adrian Phillips, former uh, Charger. Um, he gets two interceptions against the form team. Uh, One of them was huge. Uh, I think Herbert was trying to throw it to Jared Cook, who was not looking for the ball. It's like Cook Cook and A.J. Green were in, like, cahoots or something. And uh, Adrian Phillips picked it off and was able to run it in for the uh, uh, go-ahead pick six uh, there uh, uh, like midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, So that was was a huge play, and and the Chargers were just – never really just seemed to have their group. I don't think the Patriots did either, but that last final uh, costly turnover there at the end was uh, all it wrote. And um, the Chargers were able to uh, actually get a, a nice touchdown there at the end with, to uh, Josh Palmer, who got his first touchdown and were able to make it a three-point game. But onside kicks are really tough these days in the NFL, so you almost feel pretty good uh, if you're the team that's trying to cover the onside kick. Or right? Am I saying that right? No, I'm not trying to recover you you're the, you're the one. Oh that, yeah.
0: You're yeah. the kicking team. The kicking the team. Kick, has a hard yeah. Recover- yeah.
1: Yes. I, yeah. And so, so, um, uh, Mac Jones, he didn't throw a touchdown, uh, in this game, but, uh, he didn't also didn't throw an interception. He was very, very, uh, he's, you know, he's up there in the 70% uh, completion again. So, um, you know, he's, he still seems like a pretty, pretty good quarterback, uh, for the Patriots here. And, uh, yeah, big win for them. I was happy. Um, because I knew they are going to have to beat some good teams if they wanted to make the playoffs here down the stretch, and uh, this was one of them, so yeah. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Good win for the Patriots. Controlled time of possession by uh, about 11, 10, 11 minutes in that one. They won the turnover battle by uh, one, two. uh, They picked Herbert off twice, only had one fumble themselves, so a big win, keeping the ball to Herbert's hands, turning him over a couple times. They uh, just helped him beat the Chargers and squeak out this uh, great, great victory in L.A. For sure. uh, just, a, just a few games left. We'll try to get through these uh, in a, a good amount of time here. Uh, we got the Jaguars losing to the Seahawks 31-7. to We figured the Seahawks would have a bounce-back game against the Jaguars, and that's exactly what they did. They really didn't have a problem scoring against this defense. Gino Smith played a very good game. He was looking for Tyler Lockett a lot, which we'll touch on later. Jaguars are the Jaguars. Hopefully Trevor Lawrence can kind of keep getting better for them as they try to put uh, the right pieces around him. Uh, but the Seahawks are now 4-0 at home versus Jacksonville all-time, and they have outscored them 141-39 to in those games. <laughs> so uh, wow. Seahawks don't have a difficult time against the Jaguars at home.
1: Yeah, not much to add. I mean, the Seahawks, uh, we, we expected this. Uh, Geno played well finally uh, for them against a really pitiful defense in the Jags. And the Jags didn't stand a chance from the get-go. Seahawks were uh, pretty much controlling the entire game. They did. And uh, the Jags got a late-second garbage-time touchdown, or else they would have got shut out. So, uh, you know, um, Lawrence was just over 50% on throwing. uh, So nothing crazy from him. Uh, Again, he's not – does a lot to work. Does not have a lot to work with either. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a tough season for the Jags, Texans, um, and Lions. The rest of the year, they're just bad teams. Uh, for the Seahawks, they get a bye week, much needed. Hopefully, they'll get Russell Wilson back, uh, possibly the next week, uh, which will be nice. So, a big win for them as they're they're staying relevant, sort of in the playoffs uh, here, as they they want to stay relevant. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely,
0: and Neil, tell us about the the football team losing to the Broncos, seventeen to ten.
1: Yeah, so um, that was a you know it was a close game, which we kind of thought. I you know I think we were yeah. picking our teams. We we kind of expected it. At, we don't love either team really, but um, we did b- both both have the Broncos, and you know uh, they they pulled it out. Uh, it was nothing crazy, uh, nothing exciting. Uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, it came down to, uh, at the very end, uh, Heineke just couldn't get them in the end zone. They, they had a couple chances and just couldn't get in there. And then, uh, Melvin Gordon just said, here, let me give you another chance. And, uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, fumbled the ball late in the game and, uh, the football team was able to get the ball back and, uh, still couldn't get in. So, uh, Heineke is just very inconsistent, inconsistent quarterback, um, oh. Looks good at times. Looks really bad at times. Um, you know uh, the Broncos did a great job, Patrick Sertain, uh, of keeping Terry McLaurin, which we'll probably talk about, in check that game, uh, which was big for them. Uh, and for the Broncos, you know they, you know uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, he he did pretty well except for fumbling that ball. Um, you know they did get Jerry Judy back, uh, which was nice to see him back. Uh, so Broncos win. They stay relevant and they Respected uh, playoff uh, AFC side, so at four and four,
0: um, don't love them this year, but uh, a good win for them, though. Yeah, the game was actually tied at ten until Mel and Gordon ran a, ran that last touchdown in with about uh, with four minutes twenty seven seconds remaining in the fourth. As a matchup between two teams that most likely won't really be going to the playoffs this year unless <laughs> something <laughs> dramatically changes in the next uh, few weeks. But the fact that Denver just traded away Von Miller, I mean, that's got to tell you something too. Like you don't yeah. you don't trade away if you're pushing for playoffs, in my opinion. So, uh, it's a good, still a good win for the Broncos there over the over the football team.
1: Certainly.
0: Uh, we have three games left. I'm actually gonna jump ahead to the Monday night game, and <laughs> then we're gonna finish with uh, with Neil's Buccaneers and my Vikings. So let's let's go. To Monday night where we had the Giants losing to the Chiefs 20 to 17 and the Giants they could have won this game Uh, they had a lead in the fourth quarter but they just couldn't hold on to it Uh, a couple fourth quarter field goals by Harrison Butker and the the Chiefs escape with a very tight win against a not very good Giants team Uh, Patrick Mahomes just doesn't look like the same quarterback that we're used to uh, they did make a trade for linebacker Melvin Gordon from the Steelers, so we'll see if that can help this awful Chief's defense, but honestly, they got to figure some stuff out defensively and maybe even offensively a little bit, but they were able just to just to get this victory against the Giants
1: yeah for sure um you said melvin gordon i know we were, we were just talking about melvin gordon melvin ingram from thank the, uh, you Steelers. Yeah, wrote, no problem so We know. just thank we We're just you. Talking about melvin gordon so you probably still had his name stuck in your head but uh yeah it was melvin ingram they traded for and uh i, I don't know if that's going to help their defensive problems but <laughs> uh yeah patrick mahomes he's just yeah, travis had him for mvp and he's just struggling yeah. i mean it's not like yeah. he's lost anybody he's got tyreek He's got McCole, he's got Travis Kelsey, uh, and they're just not getting it done on the offense, you know, and the, the defense is certainly not helping out. So, um, yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, Tyreek did have a nice game, uh, you know, but um, it yeah, it just, our offense just doesn't click as it used to the last couple of years where it's just, you know, bang, 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 touchdown, and you're like, okay. For the Giants, uh, to me, just some really poor clock management there at the end, uh, cost them the game because they were they were definitely had a chance to win it. Um, They're not a great team, um, but uh, I saw I saw this thing and I don't know Travis's take on it, but um, there's a meme. It said uh, that the Giants are the best two and five team in NFL history. Hmm. Thoughts on that? I mean, I don't know. Every two and five team that they yeah. pass, but you know, I think, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. I really don't think the Giants are that good. You know, I don't think they are either. <laughs> so uh, I, I thought that was a little exaggerated or, or a little dramatic, but yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know all the two and five teams either. So it's hard. I'll, I mean, the Giants are They're a two and five team, I think. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking too. So I thought that was interesting, but yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Uh Shepard got hurt in that game, uh, which was tough. Not that you know, I gonna affect him too much. But uh yeah, I mean good one for the Chiefs lose that. I think <laughs> I think you're waving the red flag over there in Kansas City. I know they're three and four what uh now, but um still I I think uh yeah, if you lost that game to the Giants, I think you, yeah you're
0: gonna be worried. But uh, yeah, uh, we can just skip these next two games. I think no, um, that's all right. I, actually, I did I did have Melvin Gordon in my notes. I must have been when I wrote Melvin. I probably was thinking like uh, I hear okay. Melvin Gordon all the time. So, but thanks for the correction. Thanks for the correction there. Yeah. No uh, yeah. Which one do you want to start with? Neil? You want to start with mine or start with yours?
1: Oh, let's just get mine over with. All right,
0: uh, I, I wanted to say this. I book last week. I did say I said the Saints would be the division leaders if they won this game, but they actually had a bye, so right. um, they're still trailing in the standings. So I did say that wrong last week because of some uh, bye weeks and stuff. But yeah, uh, I won't spoil the the ending in this one. I maybe I just did a little, but uh, Neil, tell us tell us <laughs> about the final score of this game and uh, what happened.
1: Yeah, so the uh, New Orleans Saints uh beat the Tampa Bay Bucks thirty-six to twenty seven. Um I want to personally apologize to the Buccaneers because I have this saying in Travis <laughs> I wear my jersey and I have to wear the same pants and I just have to have like, you know, my whole outfit for when the game and I did not. I i forgot Ooh. to wear all of that <laughs> uh so i realized it after the game and you know i was like i'm sorry tom you know that's my fault you know like how could i forget uh, so um but no the bucks didn't do their part either uh, they uh <laughs> they got down uh so trevor simeon the backup quarterback for the Saints. He did not a start backup. this game. <laughs> yes. <ooh. laughs> he did not start this game, but uh, he did not take a long for him to come in as Jameis Winston uh, uh, did tear his ACL in the first quarter uh, on a pretty nasty play. Um, and so the whole Jameis Winston against his former team narrative was out the door and Trevor Simeon came in and I don't even know why I kind of thought, Oh, now we're really going to win, you know? And, you know, I don't, I don't. I can't see us messing this up. Well, they did. Um, you know, Travis Simeon was not anything crazy, but he did enough. And I have to go to Sean Payton. He was very aggressive at times. You know, he, you know, on a couple fourth downs, they went for it near the end zone. A couple other one fourth downs he went for. And they converted almost all of them. And, you know, it was gutsy. It worked out. And, you know, I was impressed. And uh, they put it really to that Bucks defense. And for the Bucks offense, it, it started off slow. Uh, but then the second second half, they uh, Brady then picked it up. Uh, you know they had that uh, new receiver. I'm blanking on his name, but he caught his first touchdown pass on a blown mm-hmm. coverage. Uh, Goblin got in. I think that was the first one, though, uh, or maybe it was Bernard got in first. I don't know. I think Godwin did get in in the second half, and uh, so they were starting to put up some points. And, and the Bucks uh, took a one point lead, went for the two point conversion, which could have been huge. Uh, didn't get it. Uh, and so we were only up by one, and I thought, okay, defense, well, you're not going to let this back quarterback drive down the field on you. Well, really, they didn't, uh, but they did, and what I mean by that is the, the penalties for the defense really cost them at the end of the game. Devin White, uh, it was funny, it was almost like karma. The If you remember in the Eagles game, a guy stood over Leonard Fournette, and we got a uh, 15-yard penalty that helped us go down the field that game, and uh, uh, Devin White was running his mouth with Kamara or Ingram. I don't remember exactly which one. And got right in front of the guy's face, and they called a penalty there. And then uh, Ross Cockrell was holding a guy uh, when Trevor Simeon threw the ball out of bounds uh, down the field. And so uh, a couple rough in the passers. So really some just bonehead just plays down the end and penalties. Uh, I know I'm taking longer on this. Just bear with me. But Tom Brady. Uh, so – the Saints kicked the uh, go-ahead field goal there. Almost skipped that. Uh, was able to go up two points, and you know, but they, uh, they actually threw the ball uh, twice incomplete, which saved a timeout. And I thought, man, these guys are stupid. You know, they're leaving Tom Brady way, way too much time. This is easy work. <laughs> and a uh, little did I think, or a little did I know, because uh, Tom Brady's second pass uh, on that on the on the hopefully go-ahead drive uh chris gallman was running a uh crosser across the field uh cross route uh and um well i don't think tom brady saw the safety coming down because tom brady threw it right into the safety's hands and <laughs> uh pj williams was able to return it all the way for a touchdown and um yeah the saints ended up scoring there and got the uh extra point to make it a nine-point game and yeah, it was tough tough loss it was uh really on the Bucks, I think the Bucs in a way beat themselves in time so uh and Tom Brady was not Tom Brady even though he had 375 yards and four touchdowns I expect perfection so we have to do better than this Tom okay and I was overreacting you can ask Travis I was like Tom Brady needs to retire he's, he's no washed garbage off. I was so mad and, <laughs> and uh and I told Travis I said okay I'm done overreacting now <laughs> but I was so mad I Oh, I was just very passionate for Tom, you
0: know, and that oh, was tough. That was tough. All right, I'm done. Yeah. Well, I will say this: I'm, I'm gonna. I don't have much to add, but Tom Brady did surpass Drew Brees for most games with four plus pass touchdowns since 1950, and he now has 37 of those games. So, mm. isn't that cool?
1: Not good enough. So
0: good. <laughs> Tom Brady like breaks a record. <laughs> For like, and like eh, didn't win, but that's probably the greatest thing. He's like, I don't care, but yeah, still kind of cool. Yeah. He was, there.
1: he was so. I was listening to a press conference afterwards, and oh, he was so mad. I was like, Yes, Tom, be mad, play better. <laughs> uh, they're asking him what he thought about, you know, what he saw. and He said, no. He goes, I just made a bad throw, and it cost us the game, it's on me. And I was like,
0: Oh boy, that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their defense could have been better, but I mean, yeah, yeah, um. So. We'll, well, we'll move on to that. One more game left. We don't have to stand it for long. But uh, <laughs> the Cowboys beat the Vikings 20-16. to And this was in Minnesota. Backup quarterback. There it is again. Mm. Cooper Rush came in and beat the Vikings at home. Not a game the Vikings should have lost. We look so bad. We've now got to go on the road. We play Baltimore this week. Then we play the Chargers the following week. If hmm. the Vikings are going to make a run for the wild card spot, we're going to need to start winning some games and winning games very quickly. For the Cowboys, don't rush Dak Prescott back. I think that division is yours. I think it's pretty easily yours. Uh, don't get your star quarterback hurt. Um, but, oh, yeah, they played well. Just a, fun, a little fun fact for you from this game. The Cooper rush to Amari Cooper touchdown is the first in NFL history where the passer's first name and receiver's last name are an exact match. Wow. Uh, the Cowboys also have the only pass touchdown where the passers last and the receivers first names were an exact match. Do you know when that you know what that would be? Any ideas? I'm thinking I don't know. It was it was Andy Dalton to Dalton Schultz in week eleven Whoa. of twenty twenty, also at Minnesota. So crazy! Both the times it happened was at Minnesota. So super, super, super random. But I mean, gotta take away something from that game, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, what, ugly game. Yeah, uh, not that too much, but um, yeah, yeah. I thought for sure the Vikings would have this in the bag. I mean, great opening drive, right? And then after <laughs> that, it was it was tough. Uh, the O line was so bad for the Vikings, um, and uh, yeah, that the Vikings even had a chance at late in the game. Uh, Cooper Rush made some questionable throws, and there was a questionable throw at the end of the game, and uh, just a juggling ball that got tipped around and ended up in the right hands of Amari Cooper. And uh, <sighs> you know that was just one of those ones where it's like, yeah, the luck was on the Cowboys' side there. And, um, the Cowboys did a great job shutting down Justin Jefferson. I, I yeah. think Travis sent me a meme that said uh, it was like a guy looking at two buttons. Uh, and it was like one was passed to Adam Thielen and Justin Jackson or check it down to C J Ham and you know the guy's like thinking too hard about it. It's like you don't have to think that <laughs> And it's like yeah, yeah, it's like they were playing so passive at times and just so yeah. Anyways, tough, tough try Yeah. To say, but, you know yeah. so when I saw when I saw my team lose the back quarterback, I was mad. Then I saw Travis's team lose the back quarterback, I was like, Okay, you know what? It's we can just that, go it's just that this kind together.
0: of thing <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs really did a good job shutting Jefferson down. Bad the Vikings call like back-to-back timeouts and get like a five-yard penalty to get third and 11, and then we don't tackle Ezekiel Elliott. Don't even – it's just a bad game, bad loss for the Vikings. So, oh. yeah, but yeah, that is that is all the week eight games. Um, so we got about 15 minutes, so we're just going to kind of just go through some of our thoughts on fantasy football. But first we're going to see how our teams did. I think I know how Neil's teams did, but I'll let him share with you.
1: Yeah, everybody <laughs> lost,
0: except the Patriots
1: this week. And so I lost both of my leagues, which is just really just embarrassing. Um, I lost uh, my no punt league. Hey, it was playing, like I said, playing my mom. And uh, she didn't have a great day either. We both had terrible days. She had a more terrible day uh, <laughs> or less terrible day than I did. And, um, yeah, uh, Mike Williams, which we'll certainly hit on, he killed me um elliot didn't play that well uh it always seems like when dax out elliot doesn't play well for some reason um for net which i had an inkling was not going to play well and he didn't stefan Diggs, you could say wasn't really exactly where he was supposed to be either gronk i started gronk he got no catches and then at halftime they ruled him out for back spasms so that wasn't anything good uh so, yeah, it's just – honestly, I don't know how he got 80 points. Uh, maybe jo- Oh, yeah, Josh Allen. Hey, Josh Allen, thank you for playing. Well, uh, and then – excuse me, my other league, um, it was tough. I had Jefferson. He did nothing. Travis Kelsey, which we will certainly hit on. He did nothing. Which, uh, Travis will hit on very soon. Um. um I can't think of everything in that league. Uh, Nick Chubb, I started. He did nothing. James Robinson didn't do anything. So, I, yeah, it was just a terrible week around one that you just forget, uh, you know. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I
0: honestly, I was texting Neil. I was getting frustrated with the Vikings. And I was like, oh, what a just an awful football day. And But I ended up winning in four out of my five leagues last week. Wow. Wow. Um, which like I'm like, how? I don't I thought I was having a bad day. But fantasy wise, uh yeah, four to five. The league I did lose in, I was the second highest score, loss of the high score, which is uh. just the toughest way to lose. I'm like, Of course I'm second highest scorer and have to be playing the guy that is the high score. Uh, I thought for sure I was done in the no punt league that Neil was talking about. My opponent had Travis Kelsey going. He needed about 18, which is a good amount, but it's, you get 1.5 points per reception in the league, and I'm like, oh, Kelsey's going to get that. Um, but he had an awful day. Uh, in another league, I had Amari Cooper and Adam Thielen. They came through for me Sunday night, uh, and my opponent had Justin Jefferson, and I think even Kirk Cousins, who Justin, Justin Jefferson did nothing. Kirk Cousins didn't have a, a phenomenal day, so I was able to pull that one out by, uh, by enough, by a good little margin. Uh, I think he was actually second high score in that league, so I did win being high score, playing the second high score team, so thankfully I came out on top there. Uh, I did lose Derek Henry in a league, so that's really going to hurt. Uh, <laughs> and then the last thing, the league that Neil and I are in together, also Neil's mom in the no-punt intended league, the top seven teams, get this, it's 10-team <laughs> league, the top seven teams all have a 5-3 and three record. Crazy is it it's it just crazy. The top 7 and then the I think the 8th place team is at 4 and 4 and then of course the bottom are like 1 and 7 and like oh and 8 or something. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, well, uh, let's get into some talk here quickly. Neil, which uh two positions would you like to start out? Mm, I'll do running backs and tight ends again. All right. I'll I'll start with quarterbacks here. Um uh, just for my good, Justin Fields. Uh, I think he's my good. I mean, not a bad day through the air, but that's just the type of games I think we think Fields can have. He used his legs, and if he can start throwing the ball a little bit better, he's probably going to be a good fantasy player. I I think he reminds me a bit of kind of Jalen Hurts. Hasn't thrown the ball great yet, but he's just trying to figure out um, his offense, figure out oh, the NFL game a little bit. But, yeah, he did very good. Honestly, every backup quarterback is probably on the good list this week. Uh, (laughs) Even Davis Mills and the loss had garbage time. Mike White, Geno Smith, Cooper Rush. It's like (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Trevor Simeon, I don't know how well, I mean, he did enough, I guess. But I don't think you're going to be starting any of them in fantasy, though, unless you're in like the deepest of deepest formats. Uh, Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo had a nice day; did rush two touchdowns in, which that's not going to happen every week. So, but it was a it was a, a good week for Garoppolo. My bad. Uh, there were a lot of good quarterbacks and quarterbacks that usually put up good numbers that just didn't have a great day. Like Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, pretty much everyone there. I think Matt Ryan's a little bit iffy. I think Rogers, Murray, Herbert, Mahomes—they're going to bounce back. Jalen Hurts—I've i've talked about him almost every week—and I'm like, if he doesn't get rushing touchdowns, it's like he, he's <laughs> not going to be great. And look at that—he didn't get a rushing touchdown. He didn't do well through the air. Kind of put up a dud last week, and so that's the that's the concern with Jalen Hurts. I do have him in a league, so I'm really hoping he can pick it up but uh i'm starting to lose a little bit of faith in him but uh, it was just a weird week it seemed like players that usually do well didn't and players that shouldn't do well did great so weird week for quarterbacks
1: yeah yeah
0: um my good is you know josh allen
1: again uh grapple like you said fields matthew stafford um he played well tom brady puts up good points again he's he's in my bad in real life but you know i guess he's, he's good <laughs> in fantasy but uh yeah, my bad's Herbert, Ryan, Kyler, Baker, Mayfield, Mahomes. Same thing. Um, you, you know, most of those guys, like I said, except for maybe Ryan, uh, are, are going to play well. Maybe Baker. I don't, I don't know where you sit out with Baker either. But um, just I think the only thing I was going to touch on was Taysom Hill with uh, with Jameis yeah. Winston out now. Uh, Taysom Hill, he was out. Uh, I don't know if there's an injury Covid, I don't remember exactly which one it was, but uh, he he'll be back. Uh, and, you know, especially with his running ability, uh, certainly could be an option uh, if you if you're desperate or something like that. Maybe it's something to look at or just stash or I don't know. He, he certainly could be a, an option uh, now without Jameis Winston back there. So um, yeah, but yeah, not that much to add there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I th- think with yeah yeah you hit it. Taysom Hill, he's 31 years old, but redraft league if you need help super flex is could be an option so yeah uh give us your thoughts on running backs
1: yeah some of my goods uh daryl henderson had a nice day against texans elijah mitchell had a great day uh Melvin gordon uh that fumble uh jonathan taylor continues to press Najee harris like i said he's a workload in that offense uh mixon and jones had a nice day really nice day he caught some some passes out of backfield which helps uh eckler you know, he's that guy, he's that check down kind of running back that just racks up those PPR points. Uh, and then, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Jordan Howard and what's the other guy?
0: Oh, Boston Scott.
1: Boston Scott, there it is, yeah. Uh, I, I just had Scott wrote down. I'm thinking, like, what's his first name? And uh, Boston Scott and Howard, uh, I don't know how valuable they are, especially when Miles Sanders comes back, but they had a nice week, so I'll put them on a good list. Yeah. Uh, uh, for my bad, Nick Chubb, he came back from injury and he didn't do it. He didn't do much. Um, Antonio Gibson, he's still dealing with an injury. He he's struggling out there. James Robinson had a bad day uh, against the uh, Seahawks. Uh, Dalvin Cook struggled against the Cowboys. Uh, Derek Henry, uh, well, he's you know he didn't have a terrible game. I mean, he kind of had a bad game for his standards, but uh, he is officially out for the year uh, with a. Uh, was it i think an ankle injury so uh, i think he's gonna get some surgery you know if the titans make the playoffs which for fantasy purposes doesn't matter uh he would be back possibly if the titans make playoffs but he's out for the season so uh what does that mean for uh demarcus evans or jeremy mcnichols and or the new like i stated earlier in our podcast adrian peterson to come in um you know it's tough i i think you know peterson's gonna have to own the playbook but at the end of the day, peterson is a very veteran running back that i think they bring in to help out with evans and mcnichols uh, who are younger guys uh but i think peterson will see his touches but i also think that they could see their touches as well so i don't like any of them really uh for now i I don't know Travis you'll definitely have your thoughts on it but it, it's tough to see I think Peterson certainly could be their guy to go to just because he's got the veteran experience and he's a tough runner like Henry but um you know or is he just there for the veteran experience and just mentor these guys so it could be both I don't know we'll see um uh, I'll let I will let Travis. Do you want to do you want to comment now? Yeah.
0: To, okay. I can. I, I will say this. Uh, the Evans Darrington Evans was I think a third round pick last year, but he's also on IR. IR and he's done for the oh, year. Okay. Um, oh, okay, so my man. Jer- so, but if if Evans was healthy, I love Evans. I would I would have spent a hundred percent of my budget money on Darrington Evans because he was supposed to be great. I've actually had him a couple times in my dynasty leagues, but because of his injuries, I've dropped him. Jeremy McNichols he's more of a PPR. He kind of catches passes, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I think PPR leagues he is going to be valuable. But how much is he going to get? Adrian Peterson comes, and I think he is the number one guy there. He, he okay. fits the Tennessee Titans scheme. He runs like Derrick Henry. Uh, he's going. They're going to put him between the tackles. I bet he gets uh, 15 carries a game, which that's pretty good. I mean, I don't I'm shooting that <laughs> just out of the air here. I like. Peterson I like McNichols I think they should probably both be picked up depending on your roster how deep it is it's going to be tough to know which one's going to be better I think McNichols should get some looks out of the backfield but if Peterson comes in and they just want to use him between the tackles then Uh, it really is tough it really is tough and i'd say take your pick just kind of go with your guts do your own research i think you could pick up either guy and it might work out for you but to say which one is going to work out better it's hard if you're not in a ppr league go adrian peterson if you are in a ppr league i think uh, mcnichols gains some ground on peterson so that's my thoughts on those two guys
1: yeah i agree with you i don't know why i didn't know that about uh, Mr. Evans, uh, for some reason, I thought he was still healthy. So, my bad on that one. That was terrible no, research I... on my part. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think he was supposed to be back, but then like they something happened or something. Uh, They're like, okay. oh, we're going to put him on IR for the year. So, yeah, it's, gotcha. it's
1: tough. My bad. So, yeah, without <laughs> Evans, and I, I totally agree with you on Peterson, because uh, Mignichos is kind of that smaller, faster, quicker, like uh, kind of like a James White kind of back uh, where he's not more of your – Head down, Derrick Henry kind of guy, so uh, which Peterson certainly is. So I agree with you there. Uh, just a couple more bads with Swift and Fournette, uh, bad weeks for them. Uh, <laughs> and then my future, uh, I want to touch on Camaro. Okay, so I'll try to have on Kamara. but we've seen in the past, uh, when Drew Brees went out and Taysom Hill took over, uh, Kamara really struggled to get uh, points because Taysom Hill is. He can throw, but he's not like Jameis Winston or Drew Brees in that sense. Uh, so Kamara's going to get his touches, but at the same time, they did sign a guy uh, or trade it for a guy, Mario Ingram, who we saw definitely took some carries away uh, and some production away from Kamara on Sunday. Now, Kamara still had a good game. He still got in the end zone, which I still think he's still going to get in the end zone. But I think it certainly could help uh, hurt his um uh, Production this year, uh, Jameis Winston going down and the addition of Mark Ingram. So something to monitor there. I know hey, Travis here hearing that because he's got Derrick Henry and Kamara. That's just my two cents on that. And then my last one would be Derrick Gore, a uh, guy for the uh, Chiefs that came in and, and looked pretty good, got a touchdown. Um, you know, uh, Clyde should be coming back here uh, in a week or two. and Darrell Williams is uh, – Travis is laughing because I just got Clyde. Is that why you're laughing? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> uh, but uh, Darrell Williams, uh, he got some. He still put up good numbers actually on Sunday. But Derek Gore looked good. Maybe someone. If you really gotta stash someone, maybe. But I, I, I don't think he's worth a look at all. But that's just a name to mention. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Neil just traded his mom for Claudio Herrera, and I, I think, I think Neil got the better end of the deal. So, uh, if, Neil's mom, if you're, li- you're listening, yeah, I, 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 not bad, but. Edward Larry, <laughs> you gave a, you gave up a good running back, a good future running back. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, my quick, quick thoughts on this: good J.D. McKissick. Uh, also, fun, kind of funny, because uh, Neil's mom just got. Uh, J.D. McKissick in that trade. But he had eight catches for 83 yards, um, which is pretty solid. I think if Antonio Gibson, they're kind of using him weird. He's on my bad list this week. I don't know what's going on with that Washington backfield. But McKissick cut a lot of passes. Michael Carter had nine catches for 95 yards and rushed the ball for like 70-something more. So a ton of all-purpose yards. I hope Mike White remains the starting quarterback for the Jets because he loves throwing to michael carter so if he is somehow available on your waivers make sure you pick him up uh yeah like you said elijah mitchell played well melvin gordon had a good game but i think him and javante williams they cap each other's upside so it's tough to know which if you're going to start one of those i do like javante dynasty he's young he's catching passes but they're they cap each other's upside uh, the game, uh, bad. I agreed with Neil James Robinson. He did leave the game with a heel injury, but avoided a serious injury, which is good for James Robinson owners. Nice. He's day to day. Yeah. Antonio Gibson. I just, I don't know about him right now. I'm kind of wait, waiting him out. Swift had a bad day. Like I mentioned earlier, I thought he was going to have a monster day with Jamal Williams out Nick Chubb bad Delvin cook. Not a great game Fournette not a surprise, bad game. And yeah, Derek Henry. So I agree with a lot of what Neil said. Just, uh, yeah, kind of a, Rough day for some of my running backs and my team just value this past week, which was kind of unfortunate. Uh, any other thoughts there on the running backs, Neil? No, so what's your thoughts on Kamara?
1: Do you agree with what I said?
0: I do. There was a few games last year where Taysom Hill didn't look his way, but I thought toward the end he started looking at him a bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think Taysom has played enough; he knows what Kamara can do. And I agree. I don't think I don't think he has quite as much upside anymore. But in the same sense, I think defenses are going to have to make sure they watch Taysom, so I think there's a possibility for more lanes to open up for Kamara because of Taysom's threats to run. Um, so, yes, I think his upside could get capped, but I still think there's going to be uh, several opportunities for Kamara to still put up points. So I don't think his value drops a ton, maybe a little, but I'm not dropping him under many, a lot of people still. So Okay. All right, but I agree. I agree. Yeah, let's see how it plays out. Yeah. We will. We will. And that's that's positivity talking on my end too. I, I can't afford another running back to be bad because I lost Henry. So no, he's still yeah, I know he's still a phenomenal but, talent. So yeah, well, he's great. Yeah. Um, wide receivers. There was a ton of good wide receiver performances this yeah. week. I, so I'm just gonna touch on just like three here or four. Tyler Lockett finally came through with 12 receptions for 142 yards. Don't know what that's going to look like week to week, but great game for Tyler Lockett. Love to see that. Uh, Debo Samuel has 819 reception yards this season, which is the most in the first seven games in San Francisco history. Uh, Cooper Cup has just been unreal. He has 213.3 fantasy points so far this season. He had 208.7 fantasy points in all of 2020. <laughs> <And> we're only <laughs> through week eight. Uh, Michael Pittman had 10 catches, 86 yards, two touchdowns. He looks like he's going to be a stud there in Indy. Uh, Cole Beasley, 10 catches, 110 yards. Uh, he's a kind of hit or miss this year as well, but a really good game for him. Just a lot of receivers had good games. Tough to hit all. The, just the bad for me. A lot of bad. DeAndre Hopkins, only mm-hmm. two catches. It seems like with all these weapons in Arizona, he's, he's not the stud wide receiver one that you might have drafted him to be because of how much they're spreading the ball around. Uh, DJ Moore had another down week. He hasn't put up over 13.3 points since week four at Dallas. Uh, Jalen Waddle. the return of Devontae Parker really hurt his value, and it wasn't. He still had 12 targets in the game, but only managed to catch four of them. Could have been just because of a really good Buffalo defense. So I still like him. He's getting high-volume targets, but didn't catch a lot. McLaurin had a rough day. i just love to see McLaurin play with a good quarterback someday. Just hasn't had that. Justin Jefferson, bad day. Mike Williams, awful day. <laughs> Back-to-back <laughs> weeks. Odell Beckham, really, really bad. And Devonta Devonta Smith for Philly didn't have a great day either, but yeah, it's a lot of quarterback, a lot of receivers, great day. Some receivers that you thought would have a good day just uh, did not.
1: Yeah, yeah, not much to add. I'm, I'm just gonna say AJ Brown was on a good. Uh, you know, he had a phenomenal day. Uh, Julio Jones was out, so he's certainly uh, he thought he could get more receptions than he did. He Got a crazy long, like 50-something yard touchdown there which uh only sparked his big day so uh Debo Chris Godwin had a nice day Robert Woods the entire Rams offense yep. had a nice day uh Mario Cooper yeah tons of players that uh, really played well uh same with the bad Travis named almost every single one yeah I mean Jamar Chase I know he had a touchdown but um you know got shut down a little bit there McLaurin Sutton you know you look at Sutton, and his production goes down because Jerry Judy's back, right? And Tim Patrick's been, uh, been catching some balls, too. So um, I don't know about Sutton. Uh, Jefferson got shut down. Williams, Odell, Hopkins, even Waddle. <laughs> I'm trying to start Waddle. He had a tough game against a, a good Buffalo defense. So, uh, But, yeah, it, it was tough. Uh, the only thing I'm going to hit on is Tajay Sharp uh for the uh, Falcons yeah maybe a guy you look at uh possibly you know no Calvin Ridley positive uh Sharp did lead them in uh not targets Cal Pitts get a lot of targets but he did relieve them lead them in yards and receptions uh on Sunday so uh something maybe to look at he might be the number one uh well Cal Pitts is number one but some you know receiver wise uh number one there. So, uh, going forward, so maybe something to look there. And Devontae Parker, you know, he looked good coming back, and uh, don't know how much that's going to hurt Waddle. I think Waddle is still a very good receiver, and so I like him a lot, certainly in Miami. But uh, good to see Parker doing well too. So,
0: yeah, I will touch one uh, on one thing. Brandon Cooks, uh, he he's played a really bad offense, really bad team, but he's still putting up some good numbers. I know you have him in a league, Neil, as well. I think the fact that they're going to be playing from garbage time. Tyrod Taylor, I don't think he'll be back this week because they have a bye, I believe week ten. So most likely back week eleven. I like uh, Brandon Cooks value right now. I think he's a solid, maybe wide receiver two, definitely flex. So I, he's a couple of bad games, but I still, I think he's going to be consistent. He's going to get his targets every game. They're going to be looking his way as one of the only weapons for the, for the Texans. Certainly. So, uh, yeah, uh, Neil, what are your thoughts on uh, tight ends? Yeah, uh, some
1: goods. Hawkinson, the only really positive thing about the Lions on Sunday was Hawkinson. Uh-huh. Uh, Friarmouth caught another kind of sick touchdown catch on Sunday. So, uh, you know, good to see him doing well. Uh, I like him a lot, um, especially in Dynasty. Uh, Dallas Goddard, no Zach Ertz. He's definitely the man there. Uh, if they aren't throwing the ball, if Jalen's on the ball, he is looking for Dallas Goddard. So, I uh, certainly do like uh, Dallas. He had a good week. Uh, my bad, Travis Kelsey. My goodness. Was he terrible? Um, you know, I drafted him uh, because uh, in my other fantasy league, it's one and a half points for tight ends, too. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, this guy's just killer for that. And yeah, sometimes he let me down this week against a terrible Giants defense. That's just, yeah, it was very shocking. Uh, grunk um, also let me down in the other league. Uh, he's hurt, um, you know. I think it was very tough. You know, I, I, he didn't seem 100% going to that game, so it was kind of shocking that they started him. Uh, and then he got ruled out because of some back spasms. So he's just not 100%. They get a much-needed bye week. Um, the Bucks do. So, yeah, I use that uh, to heal up because the Bucks have a lot of players that are hurt right now. Uh, Pitts, uh, you know, like I said, Stephon Gilmore was on him all game uh, and really shut him down. He had a bad week. Uh, Noah Font had a terrible week. Uh, for the Broncos. Um, and just some other guy that I want to hit on. Dan Arnold is pretty consistent over there in Jacksonville. Um, he led them again in receptions and yards uh, for the Jacksonville offense. Uh, so Evan Ingram caught a touchdown. I don't think Evan Ingram is still startable at all. But uh, you know, I think we have to know he did catch a touchdown. I know they were thinking about training him to Green Bay before the deadline. uh Green Bay Robert Tunyon. Uh, he uh, tore his ACL on a pretty nasty play, uh, so he's going to be out, so Green Bay uh, is going to have to figure out what they're going to do with their tight end situation. Uh, they didn't make a move for the trade deadline, so um, uh, Tyler Conklin, uh, you know, he, you know, I don't know if he's startable. I don't think he's startable, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he made a couple of nice plays out there, and Ricky Seals-Jones, you know, a couple of good weeks without Logan Thomas, but a really bad week this week, so um, you know, maybe some of you guys picked him up, you know, for depth or something, but yeah, he had a bad week. I uh, don't know when Logan Thomas will be back, but, uh, that's, yeah, I, I, I don't think Ricky Steele Jones is startable. So, uh, but yeah, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, two guys are on a buy this week. Uh, they'll be back this week. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Honestly, most of the good fancy tight ends this week were players that were probably not even on anyone's roster. And most of that probably won't be on anyone's roster after this week either. Uh the goods <laughs> I, mean, I had the same. I had Goddard, Fryermuth, Hawkinson, uh good weeks, uh some just bad. You mentioned it, Kelsey, Tanyan, well done for the year now, Pitts, Hunter Henry, Schultz, Fan, Gronk, just uh yeah, a lot of tight ends that just really kind of fell flat. A couple neutrals, I know, uh, Gesicki and uh I'm on some other ones, but some neutral ones as well, but not a lot of great tight end performances this week. So, hopefully, you didn't need your tight end to play well to win your matchup this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was, yeah, uh, a good week for the most parts for yeah. uh, non tight ends, I should say, not for so tight for, ends. So, for for my mom, who just got Zacherts,
1: you know, what are your thoughts on Zacherts? You know, I know we're talking about it, but you know, we're thinking like, you know, we didn't mention him, but you know, he had an average day, probably your neutral guy, another neutral guy. Um, but in this yeah. offense where there's so much, you know, firepower, um, you know, I, I think I think Zach Ertz, in my opinion, will will certainly get his targets and his looks. Um, but the Kyle Murray's got sped around to so many people. It's like the Bucks, right? It's like, you know, Tom Murray's got to throw it to all these, like, super talented guys. So just, um, that, you know, what do you think?
0: Uh <sighs> I like. I think Ertz is a talented tight end, but like you said, there's so many weapons there. I think you you plug him in if you don't have better options, and you just hope he has a good game. I I think he's going to have some games where he catches five to seven passes for 65 yards and a touchdown, and it's going to be great. I think there's going to be a couple games where he catches two passes for 34 yards, and you're like, where was Ertz? Because they're going to get Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green involved. So I think you – if he's your best option, you just got to ride him because the tight end position is shallow. But don't expect him to be consistent every single week. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, my mom needed a tight end, though. There's, there's no doubt. Yeah, it'd be tough between her. or yeah, to, to start, you got to start Zach Ertz or Jared Cook every week, and maybe it's based on matchup. I think you probably go Ertz. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: I just I don't, but... Jared Cook is just. Yeah, it's not to watching
0: play. So <laughs> slow, but yeah. I just like the high powered offense the Chargers have. So it's yeah. that's the only reason I like that. And they don't have as many options as the Arizona Cardinals do. But eh, you never know. It's it's tough. We'll have to we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what yeah, happens. But... I agree. Any last thoughts, Neil?
1: No, um Bucks get a bye week this week, so hopefully they learn and they get, you know. Hopefully they, they fear what they did wrong and how pathetic they played. But uh, I'm just kidding. No, um, yeah, no. Wow, where are we? We're halfway through the year, so crazy, crazy, crazy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hey, we appreciate all of you jumping in and listening on your Wednesday or whatever day you may be listening to this on. Hope you have a great week. And uh, good luck with your waivers and your lineup setting this week. And uh, we will be back on Saturday. Hope you join us then.
1: Yeah, see, see you guys.
0: See ya.